Hello, welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast. This is episode 139. My name's Roger. Uh, my name isn't. And this is the podcast where each of us write a song in a week. Bring them to this podcast where we talk about songwriting, creativity, the craft of how you write a song. You know, maybe you're struggling with lyrics. We talk about that. We talk about chords. We talk about progressions. How's it going, Declan? How's, uh, how's tricks? Uh, it's going good. Uh, I did a uh, thing earlier this week where like, I agreed to a last-minute gig, and then the venue contacted me and said, oh, it's not a last-minute gig, actually. It's a gig for next week. After I put out all the uh, things saying, I've got a gig tomorrow. So, like, I spent a lot of my week. I spent a lot of my weekend playing damage control. Like, no, it's actually next week, next week, next week. Yeah, just like reiterate, reiterate. Oh, man. So, well, does that mean that people listening to the show in Bristol area can can come along? Sadly not, because by the time this episode goes out, the gig will be done and over. But, um, you know. Damn, why do we record it a time paradox? I know. Uh, we just have to hastily add something onto the end of next week, like, go to this place at this time. Trust me, this pays off in a gag next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that that's cool, though. That's cool. You've been gigging, gigging more often recently. That's awesome. Yes, I've done two of them. Have you been adding in this season's weekly songs to the set list? Uh, not to the one I've done so far, which was... Um, uh, Fletcher's album launch because it wasn't written yet. Um, but I am going to be adding in last week's one, and then we're going to see how I feel with my week's one this this week. I, 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 I like it, but I, I, I don't know. Like it's mm. not like a self-deprecating. I don't know. It's just like I genuinely don't know whether it's any good or not. <laughs> okay, well I'm interested to hear it. Um, it is sometimes hard, you know, to know until you go out and play it live. Yeah, that's always there's always that wonderful moment where like you play a song you're not sure about and everyone goes like yeah and we're like oh that's okay. Conversely, there is also that terrible moment where you play a song that you think oh yeah everyone's gonna love this and all you get is polite applause and it's like well I mm. feel hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I know what you mean. It's playing in front of an audience. I mean, this thing is you at least you live in Bristol, uh, which is. A place where the audiences are receptive you know um i think my you know the lion's share of my playing live experience has been in kind of um country pubs and stuff where people you know they want to hear some cover songs or they want to have a pint but they're not interested in hearing original music so oh trust me i've done a few of those up here at open mics at places where like people are just there to drink and like you just get drowned out by people generally having conversations and then you're trying to do all this stuff like, uh, like, come on, join in, do this. And everyone's just like, is he, is he still going? All right. Anyway, I was telling you last week about the diddle <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It can be brutal when you really try to engage with an audience like that. Like, I mean, you've got to try, but, but yeah. Yeah. Like, you got to um, know how much to go like, yeah, everybody sing along. And how much to just go like, well, guess I'm the background music. Do, 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 do. Yes, yeah, exactly. I mean, I remember um, I did that gig once. You came along to it as well. It was like play at someone's play at a pub Sunday roast, like at a carvery. Oh yes, this was. Um, oh, it's not the deck. It was an off one Lee, opposite, wasn't it? Yeah, Lee. Lee owned the place. Lee, who bought, who gave us like two crates of records between us to divvy up. 
yes, the ba- it still forms like the backbone of the vinyl that I have. <laughs> it's brilliant, isn't it? Um, yeah. But but yeah, so I mean, it, it all depends. But um, on to this week's uh, songs. It is. I mean, you were just talking about whether your song will kind of like make it into the set or not. We're about to hear it. Uh, so what's it called? And it's so on. And so on. Uh, it's called. Well, odd enough, it's called. This can't go on. Um, oh. Ooh, ooh, and uh, it goes something like this.
was This Can't Go On, uh, week four of season five. That's uh, Declan's song. Uh, I tell you what. Season five? It, 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 season 15. Season darling. 15. I mean, I tell you what. This can go on in another few minutes as far as I'm concerned because it's, it's a very good song. <laughs> um, no, no, seriously, this is very good. And I was saying during the actual, um, while we were listening to it, uh, it's a different approach from you musically. And I can't put my finger on why. Maybe you could put your finger on why. Um, I don't know. No, Possibly I can't. The fact, <laughs> possibly the fact that it's based around a bass line. Like, I wrote it on the acoustic guitar, obviously, but that boom, 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 boom is quite clearly meant to be a bass line. Um, yeah. Feels a bit looser and maybe, like, about as far down the funk route as I've properly gone, if that makes sense. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it sounds like it should have drums, you know? Or not like it should have drums, but it will have drums at some point um, to complement the bass. Um, was there anything you were kind of like you had in mind of like, oh, okay, I've got to write a song in the style of such and such an artist, or did it just come out naturally? Uh, no, I think I was saying on weeks one and two, like when I don't know what I'm playing, I just tend to default to like sort of slightly funky sort of uh, guitar sort of stuff, which is just more fun to play, quite frankly. <laughs> it's nothing like actual funk at all, but it is more fun to play. Uh, mm, yeah. This this was actually the second idea that I had. I had a another one which was, uh, like, uh, sort of along the same lines. It was in F major as opposed to F minor, but I in, I realized halfway through that I was, um, uh, sort of copying one of my old songs, like, and I mean old songs, like pre podcast songs. So I thought, hmm, can't really do that. But it did have this great chorus on it, um, which I'll just play for you now a second. That That's really cool. It's... um. I can kind of see the similarity in rhythm, um, but I can I can also see why you didn't use it as it was used before. But I would have been tempted as well. <laughs> yeah, like I do like uh, the bits that are sort of like copying the other song and more like the verses, but like the chorus on that was quite strong, and I, it's a shame that I couldn't fit that in anywhere. But I do just love that ascending kind of thing of it. Yeah, yeah, same. That's cool. But then. Um, uh, this song didn't really have that in the verses quite so much. Like the boom, 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 boom. You can't really... You could sing over it, but it'd be a very slow song. Mm. And, like, it would kind of feel redundant because everything else is already doing it. So, for me, I think the key weakness of this one is perhaps that the uh, verse vocals are, shall we say, vanilla bluesy kind of thing. Right, right. And that it's like, it's not a constructed melody specifically to fit this song. It could fit over like any set of like two chords repeating. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, because like a lot of the lyrics um, in this song, they're kind of like, uh, how do I put this? Kind of like almost 
improvised in a way like not the lyrics but like the way the melodies like sometimes the syllables are a little too long for what would normally fit over that bar but you kind of like deliver it with attitude i guess or something that's not the right word but and make it fit you know yeah it's very much like uh pretending that you're playing this live and that you've done very little rehearsal some of that is actually just me like messing up slightly but some of it is definitely deliberate uh playing around with like the phrasing on the beat and everything um but the chorus melody well, the chorus actually shifts from f minor to f major which is weird um i thought it I might have done something fun. like that yeah but then uh like the vocal melody on that is a lot more signature to that section if that makes sense yeah yeah definitely it seems more cemented because it's sort of copying what the guitar is doing like going from an f to f major 7 to f to f6 to b to uh, sorry to b flat to b flat to minish to b flat and just like following a root of notes up and down that to fit over those chords right yeah that that makes a lot of sense and like as far as when the lyrics came as opposed to the music was this one that you wrote all the music for first or oh yeah i damn near always write the music first yeah um this was like i said this was the second one i wrote uh i wrote it in about like an hour and a half Um, oh wow nice one yeah basically i had an hour and a half to kill after work before i needed to be somewhere in the city and uh yeah if i went home it would have taken me too long to go home and come back uh, i need to live close to the city center but um yeah i just stayed and worked for a bit and like played around with that uh the again it's kind of another one that's sort of retrofitted to a chorus because i sort of uh had like ideas of maybe doing something slightly well, not political so much to speak but like the thing of like we're all struggling we're all poor no one mm. can afford anything. Petrol. Food. Why is it so expensive? This can't go on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that and, would make a lot of sense with the title. But, um, sort of, I realised, no, I don't like writing political songs. I always suck at them, and, like, it, like, it doesn't actually change anything unless you ally it specifically to a cause. So, uh, I sort of looked at the chorus I had and retrofitted it. Uh, and it's just it's kind of like a generic breakup song it's it's not based on any real life events uh, but it's sort of I think fit the vibe so it's not so much like a personal experience as it is just almost like you were kind of given a brief of like you know breakup song and you were just like okay right let's make it fit the vibe then yeah pretty much like um, uh, there is like a little universality in like the whole thing of like thinking you're being led on by someone and like being cheated by someone but at the same time this is like so vague that it it, it can be widely applicable hmm. which um you know uh it's probably not good if i'm using it as part of like a singer songwriter thing where it's like all meant to be or well, not meant to be like songs like this are traditionally built out of like lived experience whereas this time it's pretty much just like uh Hey, I've noticed these tropes around breakups. Let's put a few of them together, shall we see? Um, but I like the idea that it's like just before a breakup. 
yes like like you're kind of assessing the pros and cons and being like this can't go on like this isn't healthy sort of thing yeah pretty much um that that's more or less all i have to say about it uh it's not a very deep one this week but it's just uh it's got a baseline it's good can i just quickly ask though like when you are approaching a set of lyrics which you know are going to be based in your own experience how does that process differ from when you approach a song more like this where you're just i don't know kind of drawing on fiction or imagination do you have a different process for those two um not especially i think the thing is always just to try and keep it in perspective which presents different challenges in each scenario because obviously songs are heightened emotional experiences like uh you know uh we sort of because we have to perform these to music and we have to make them like uh, these big statements and try and draw people into the mood of the thing. It's easier to do that with bigger emotions. Um, and in both cases, the trick is in trying to keep it logical. If that yeah. makes sense. Um, yeah. Like, so it's not I, just I like the realms of fantasy. Yeah. So like, uh, for example, last week, I don't know if you want me to hear that song. Like, mm. I struggled a lot on some of, like, uh, the uh, verse bits of trying to get stuff that scaled rightly to how I felt about the problem, but also sounded like it was a problem. <laughs> if that makes I can, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense, but, like, very specific sense, like songwriter sense. Like, I know exactly what you mean. You want to use some cool metaphors or imagery or something which tells the story of the heightened emotion but at the same time you want it to be truthful and at the same time you don't want it to just be like i don't know over the top imagery like where it's like not believable anymore it's a fine balance to strike i think yeah like last week there was a line like uh, it's things like this to tell me there's something wrong with me which um <clears throat> sorry excuse me uh which only appears once uh and that's because I'm very aware of, like, the thing I was writing the song about was, like, an issue with myself, like, uh, my own self-anxiety and, like, uh, lack of self-worth and things like that, which everyone suffers from from time to time. Um, we'll not go too boo-hoo about it, but I also thought, like, uh, I can't make that reference too much in the song. Mm. I have to speak to the emotional truth of it and just keep that almost in the background, apart from, like, on a build-up section. And the same with this one, like uh, like the character of the other person that I've created seems to be someone who's trying to manipulate um, uh, the, the uh, narrator yeah. into like uh, an area of a relationship that they don't necessarily want to go down. And the trick is not just doing like, wow, they're evil. Ha 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 ha. They've, <laughs> they've ruined everything. It's just kind of like, no that's that's not how relationships work <laughs> even if you're in a yeah. bad relationship there are like good things to it like uh and it's not like a story of two people there are other people around that which is why you've got that line in the third verse where it's like uh yeah no i've i've got friends who remember like what i was like before you and i remember what it was like before you so i don't know maybe this isn't a thing anymore <laughs> 
I like that. I like. I mean, just one last thing is like I, I like the um, the fact that you go back in time in the song. You're like going well. These things happen. I have these experiences, and that validates my feelings to some extent. Uh, thank you. Um, it, it's more just there so that I have more stuff to write about. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's smart writing, as far as I'm concerned. Um, no, that's, that's definitely definitely a cool song you bought this week. Um, thank you. Before we move on to mine, um, we're going to mention Journeyman, our sponsor. Journeyman! The only books you'll ever need for writing songs. So Journeyman is a company which specializes in making books for musicians. And we've uh, partnered with them and they're sponsoring the show because they are just such a fantastic thing to have as songwriters. We both have one. And um, they're just these fantastic books, well made. And they have either manuscript, guitar tablature, or uh, four-line tablature for bass or ukulele. And uh, interspersed with with blank sections where you can write lyrics or chord progressions, and they're just fantastic books for songwriting. Um, I've never come across another one like this. Um, we've both been using them quite a lot throughout the show. So for those of you who are interested in getting yourself a Journeyman book, you can get twenty percent off of everything in your basket by using the code Weekly Song at checkout at my-journeyman.com. I definitely recommend checking these out. Like I said, we both use them, and they're just fantastic tools for songwriting. <laughs> So, the song I'm bringing to the podcast this week is a song called Stop the Press. And Stop it... the Press. Stop the Press. Stop that. Sorry. <laughs> and, it go... <laughs> and it goes like this. Okay. One, two, three, four. To lie with somebody you knew. The world was a slide, and I was a child, and calling out to you. Then you told me I was supposed to cry, and if I wasn't afraid to fall, I'd stand aloft on a mountain top and wonder what was the point of it all. Now, really, what was the point of it all? Sometimes I find reasons Reasons to stop the press and second-guess myself Stop the press and second guess myself again. 
So that was Roger's uh, weekly song for this week. Stop the press and stop the press. That's really lovely. Thank uh, <laughs> <Very> you. <cool. laughs> that was kind of a weak transition, but there we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I like that one. Uh, that is like a bit more of your lower register uh, that you're exploring in this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, I've, I've touched on this a few times, but singing lessons are having kind of quite a... Um, quite an impact on me exploring bits and pieces of songwriting and my own voice as well. And uh, my singing teacher uh, suggested that I try exploring my lower register. So not like crazy low. I'm not going to be the new Barry White or anything, but, you know, just to kind of see what it feels like to write down there, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it, it suits this one and kind of like, obviously I know this is just a rough, demo recording that you've probably had to do quiet at some points but like it suits a kind of like uh, kind of feel to the lyrics definitely yeah i mean i mean that whole thing is kind of in, influenced by you and i recording together really um you know with, with your background in in theater and acting and and delivering certain emotions with words like that's something you I mean my really uni un- course yes well, also, you're just so interested in this stuff, and you listen to a lot of audio plays. I know, you know, you're into all this stuff, you know? And uh, it's something I hadn't really ever considered before until we recorded together, and we were taking turns doing vocals and stuff. And for the more aggressive songs, you were kind of going, like, really, you know, like like you're yelling at somebody or something. And that really helped. But then, you know, conversely, when it came to doing the more quiet, introspective songs, it was useful to sort of, like, change my body language my posture and kind of like lean or something so i kind of lent into that with this recording in that it didn't really suffer you know in my opinion because i recorded it later in the evening and had to be quieter because that actually like you said kind of like plays into the the, the emotion of the song i suppose yeah i something you mentioned there which like it's it's so weird how like the way you hold yourself as you're singing like can just affect how your voice works like there are certain songs where i'll be like dancing slightly if it's like a more groovy one or like uh like just pulling my non-existent hair out in frustration if it's an angry song or things like that and just like it's weird how much that does like how much of that does carry over into an audio only medium (laughs) it's it's wild isn't it it's really interesting and i've only just started to explore this um i mean like you know, there's, my singing teacher, she's great with, like, the technical aspects of this. Like, obviously, if you're slumped over, you're not really giving a lot of um, muscular support to your diaphragm. Um, and so, so, you know, if you stand up broad and you're singing like an opera singer would, you're going to have much more oxygen to, you know, uh, to fuel the part and so on. But then there's also, which I, th- I think you were touching on both, you know, uh, but the emotional quality as well like you said if it's a song about really being hurt and you know someone betraying you having more sort of like tight shoulders and sort of like maybe your arms are slightly folded in a protective manner can bring about a different emotional quality in the vocal performance as well yeah it's kind of uh something in the way wouldn't benefit from being like belted out and like (laughs) highway to hell wouldn't benefit from being crooned (laughs) 
that's the title right there. that's amazing <laughs> yeah no I, I completely agree with you it's it's interesting and i think what has i think what that's kind of started to lead me to do is kind of get over this plateau i feel like i've been on for a, a few months with writing where you know i mean we do this podcast so often that it's like we've kind of explored not all of certainly but a lot of the different core changes which you can you can utilize when you're writing in a major or minor scale you know even if that's non-diatonic stuff like like diminished where they're not supposed to be diminished and stuff like that um but what has been interesting is leaning into the emotional side and that really manifests itself in the performance but also in the lyrics so like i said earlier in the season one of my goals this time has been to focus on making songs which have a through line of meaning, you know? And this one is really just about wanting to take responsibility for my own life, but constantly making excuses for why I'm not. So, like, the chorus kind of Mm. says it all, really, you know? Sometimes I find reasons to stop the press and, you know, second-guess myself again. So stop the press kind of meaning, like, you know instead of life kind of taking on its own momentum and me kind of like taking risks and sort of like getting out there, you know, getting, getting the news out there or whatever, so to speak. Um, I'm like, okay, stop the press. I can't handle this anymore. The stress is too much for me to take the risks, which I know would allow me to grow. So that's kind of that part. And then the rest of it's just talking about what I would like to do in my life in terms of taking risks and, you know, um, the people which, the people who I could be closer to were I to, I guess. I get that. Like it's a it's a theme that we've both covered quite a lot, but like like the like the metaphor of stopping the press is quite a strong one. Um just because it like it really uh ties down that like last minute, like, nope, we can't put this out kind of thing. But it also mm. just makes me think of that Simpsons episode. Because everything <laughs> makes me think of that Simpsons episode uh, where he does like the review. Start press puts the paper on. Right, start press, you idiot. That takes four hours to start back up again. <laughs> I love that. That's so good. Yeah, I kept thinking of that when I was writing the song, and I knew it would come up today. That's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. with Simpsons nerds, anything will set us off. Honestly, we could do a Simpsons podcast if we want to. Like, yeah. Honestly, half of us interacting outside of the podcast is just like Simpsons quotes. It's fantastic. It's it's a it's a good friendship. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, number one tip to make friends: memorize all the Simpsons memes and deploy them. <laughs> oh, it's true. It's true. Um, but then musically with this one, and in terms of like getting it on its feet, you know, to demo and you know bring to the podcast. Um, last week was another crazy, crazy week in terms of just, I was working all week and I had family over. So it was like, kind of, where can I steal even five minutes to, you know, really, really get some writing done. So for the first few days, I was thinking, right, I'm going to keep this simple. And I wrote this kind of thing in E minor using E minor, G major and A major. So sort of like, I don't know. I know it's not the same chords, like it's not the same key, but Smoke on the Water, Iron Man type of thing, like a kind of rock song. And it didn't Yeah, really it's a very it's that glam seventies like uh slightly ascending with the wrong uh chords kind of thing, but it's like a nice vintage thing. It is, yeah. And 
I remember starting that one and I thought it had so much potential and I was like I was just thinking to myself like oh this is going to be a different kind of song for me and this is the kind of song that I used to write when I was like first playing guitar just because I was into that kind of music and I thought I could put like a melodic spin on it or something but it just kind of lost steam after about three days and then I sat mm. down to write on Friday night and I came up with uh, this riff so like that that was the riff I came up with and I thought not only do I like the feel of it but also it's got a um, vocal melody you know kind of baked into it so I thought like then all I've got to do is kind of think about my subject matter um, and I've just been kind of watching a lot of YouTube videos reading a lot of books about sort of i don't know yeah taking responsibility for your own life and not making excuses anymore so i thought i'd make a song about the excuses that i do make and then kind of following on from last week with you know stuck record like i don't want to be doing this anymore so hopefully going forward i've got an idea for this week's song next week's song um which is going to be a bit different so um tantalizing and and teasing Um, more sort of um, character-based and fictional, um, kind of like we're speaking about with with yours to some extent. And um, but really, cordially, it's an E major. That this one, this week's, um, it's an E major, and it goes between E and B for the verses. Really, really simple. It's got that riff which kind of shakes things up a little bit. But um, then the the chorus is is a little bit more complicated. But generally speaking, it's just dynamic. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, diatonic. Um, the only exception, I believe, is the A minor, the minor four in the chorus. And even that you could get rid of, really. And I might do if I develop the song some more, because it doesn't really fit so well. You say developing the song there. Do you think the song has a future in one of your projects? I don't know. I, th- I think it has some potential. I'm not, like, crazy about the song. I'm not like, oh, this is... You know, sometimes you get you write a song and you're like, this is going to be something. Like this one, I yeah. kind of like it, um, but I don't dislike. I don't know. I kind of like the way I produced it, so I might just sort of do another version like this, where it's kind of very intimate and close mic and stuff for the vocal. But um, yeah, maybe we'll see. Hmm. Well, I like it a lot. I'd be interested to see where you could take this one. Um, yeah, I like, and I'm intrigued by your tease for next week, sir. Yes, I I won't say too much, but it's gonna it's gonna be something along the lines of like a story. I'm gonna try and tell a little story. So uh, we've had a uh, email in to the podcast. If you want to write an email in, send it into weeklysongpodcast at gmail dot com. Please write stuff in. We like reading it out. Uh, and it's from someone who's uh, written to the show several times before, Ansley Hendricks, and she writes, "Hey, Roger and Declan." I'd love to share my latest original song, OK Again. Lately, I've been thinking a lot about what inspires me. As a Christian, I'm constantly seeking faith in Jesus and I read the Bible regularly. But sometimes it's hard to stay strong. The first verse symbolises how we can find inspiration through hope, but the second verse is what I believe to be the strongest way to find empowerment. Faith. Thanks for listening. Well, thanks for writing. And uh, she has sent us her original song, OK Again, and uh, it goes somewhat like this.
say at the end of a rainbow is a pot of gold. They say it symbolizes hope, or so I've been told. Where were you then? Where are you now? I know you were there. I know somehow. I know some time to reach the shore to only sink away again. I know it's hard to fix the open wounds that just don't seem to But in time I know it'll be okay again. I thought dreams could be real. Real was a dream. That a life would come on. Or so it seemed. Always you were there, but sometimes I'm not. Always the guy when I feel lost. I know sometimes you reach the shore to only sink away again. I know it's hard. That was okay again by Ansley Hendricks. Thank you so much, Ansley, for sending that in. I just want to say right off the bat, um, you've sent in a few songs in the past, um, and this is uh, definitely my favorite of the ones you sent in. Um, so mm. yeah, really well done on this one. Yeah, I can I can only echo that. Like, uh, there's some quite nice chords that I can hear going on with this one. Like, uh, I had a cheeky little minor four in there. Always like a cheeky little mm. minor four. Definitely, I like that. Um, I, I will say with this one as well, um, and and you know the other songs we've heard from Ansley as well. I would really love to hear the the piano and the accompaniment louder and more sort of like prominent because um, it really complements her voice, 
and I feel like you'd be able to hear those chord changes just a little bit more. There's that lovely minor four, as you pointed out, and I believe there was a, a little key change about halfway through as well. Just like uh, to get you into the end chorus. Yeah, I heard that as well. So just very, uh, very clever writing. I really like it. Yeah. Uh, also, one thing to note, obviously, uh, Asley sent this in saying, you know, this is about her Christian faith and everything. Um, I Obviously, there is that meaning in there and it is there in the lyrics, but it also reads well without that as well. It's kind of, it's a tricky balance to get, like a, to have a song that deals specifically with something like faith, but also have a meaning sort of beyond that without really changing anything, if that makes sense. 100%, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, touching on things like faith and hope, um, yeah, they're pretty use universal things, you know? And um, like you say, striking that balance is, um, you know, it takes some skill. So, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, one out of one, we like. Absolutely, yeah. Thanks again, Ansley. Is there What's been on your headphones this week? Anyth anything you've been listening to? Um... Uh, well, I mean, just before we started this episode, the new Arctic Monkeys record—well, not record, single—but um, mm. I've—I'm still in the process of like, I have just heard this, and I'm still working out all my thoughts. Come back to me <laughs> on that one. One I did re-listen to earlier this week uh, was uh, Queens of the Stone Age villains. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Cross my beating heart. Yeah. It's, it's still my favourite Queens of the Stone Age record, and it just makes me wish Mark Ronson produced more rock bands. Because if that's what he does to Queens of the Stone Age, <laughs> I'd love to see what he does to like other bands out there. There's something very unique about the texture of that album. I agree. It's it's really cool. And I think it got kind of like some polarized reviews from different people when it came out. Um, but I just think it's great. I, I'm with you. It does have a very but, unique sound. No other record sounds quite like that. I suppose the thing I can say that that's my favorite Queens of the Stone Age record is because I came to them a bit later. Mm. And like if you went into the record expecting um, uh no one knows part two or something and then you were <laughs> presented with this much more dancey record i can see where you'd be like quite miffed at that but just i love the weird guitars on that that's super one out of one for me definitely i think it's actually quite punk rock of them in a way to like go full you know high fidelity and pr produced i think that's kind of cool in its own way that's kind of the most punk rock thing you can do is just like do exactly what you want to do and give not a care to anybody else. <laughs> Absolutely. 100% agree. Um, well, on my end, I've been listening to um, Blue by Joni Mitchell. Have you heard that record? I have in the past, but I need to re-listen to it. Skin, an empty space to feel. 
Uh, I remember it being very good, but I'm afraid I won't be able to quote any specifics at you. Sure, sure. No, no. It's, it's to me, it's it's definitely the best Joni Mitchell album. Um, I think largely because of well, the songwriting first and foremost is stellar, and I don't think I've heard anything else which, for me, is as good across a whole album from from Joni. Um, you've also got um James Taylor's um arrangement and production uh going on in there as well which really adds to the album and it, i don't know it's just up there in that sort of like league of singer songwriter albums from the 70s which no one's really touched since like you know tapestry yeah. by carol king and tapestry is uh, a great one you know some randy newman records and stuff um but yeah it's, it's great it's really good um very kind of like uh chilled out record it's kind of a good evening record to stick on I might pop that on uh, before I have to go out and do a thing this evening, just to sort of get me in completely the wrong vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Turn up to a works dinner, like all chill and mellow, and everyone else is going like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll be like, hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned a competition earlier, which we have in the works, where you can win Ooh. a Journeyman book. A journeyman book of your choosing, in fact. You can either win a tabletshire one or a manuscript one. The choice is yours if you win. The way you win is you've got to send us a song by September the 12th, which contains the word journal. Contains the word journal. And as this episode comes out, you've only got uh, two or three days left to do that. So come on. Get your get your on. writing shoes on. Get Get your words on the paper. Get your chords together. And write us a song containing the word journal. It doesn't have to be about journals. It could be about journals. Just journal. That's the thing you have to get in there. True. True debt. Yes, absolutely. And yes, and you will win. Well, if you win. If you win. You will win a fantastic Journeyman book. Again, if you're interested in Journeyman more broadly, you can go to www.my-journeyman.com and use the code WEEKLYSONG to get 20% off. So that's it for this episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. If you want to write in to us, if you want to send us in your song with the word journal in it, if you want to send us in any song, uh, why not write us an email at weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, um, YouTube, various other places. Uh, go to any of those services and search Weekly Song Podcast. If you can't find us there, uh, then we're pro- we probably don't exist. Please let us know so that we can stop existing for you. Um, Roger. Yeah? You have music out in the world. Where can people go and find it? Well, um, the good place to sort of find me generally is Instagram, at Roger Heathers. Give me a follow over there. I'm making albums, and that's kind of where I post my updates most regularly. Uh, to listen to my albums, uh, you can find them on Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, all the rest of the streaming platforms, uh, also YouTube, and Bandcamp. Um, if you want to support uh, the work I do, then you can buy an album from there. How about yourself, Mr. Declan Kitchener? Um, how about myself? Well, I have three things out which you can find on all the usual streaming services. Uh, you can also uh, find that again on Bandcamp, uh, where artists earn actual money from their records as opposed to streaming. Uh, <coughs> anyway... <laughs> <laughs> So, um, we've also got a little project that will be coming up uh, at some point. Uh, little project? More we... like best project of the century. 
I mean, I was going to undersell it, but yes, this is also true. <laughs> I'm joking, by the way, if that's not totally um, clear. Uh, we are in a band together, um, which we've done the recording for. We need to do one more session, which is coming up, I believe, uh, next week uh, at some point. Oh, uh, yeah. For a, for a project called Schnookums, which I've have my first person tell me IRL is the worst band name in the world and I'm so happy I feel validated <laughs> that's what that we want. someone hates my band name <laughs> so uh we uh should start posting stuff on Instagram about that soon which will be you can find us on schnookums dot band uh and follow us there for more updates on the project for sure for sure yeah Mr White um yes 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 i don't know why i said that uh the thing is this is your edit I'm always have very you been watching a bit of breaking bad <laughs> i have i have indeed i'm rewatching for my third time uh after finishing better call Saul. Uh, but anyway i i digress um thank you all so much for listening thank you for sending in your song ansley and uh we'll catch you next week send in your journal songs by the way everybody quickly please do that all right lots, lots of love to Ra.